Blog Talk Radio. Turn on the light. Save the world from darkness, yeah. Turn on the light. Won't you please, my friend, yeah. Welcome to the Turn on the Light broadcast with Bishop Lex, Stephen, and Ann Butterfield. We are the Ephesian pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International Church in Stockbridge, Georgia. Our co-founder is Archbishop B. Stephanie Smith, and our senior pastor is Oshabar Hartman and his lovely wife, Lady E. We are so glad that you have tuned in. We are going to show you a God that will bring you up. So call your neighbors and call your friends. Call Lottie Dottie and everybody. Tell them that the Turn on the Light broadcast is on the air. Tell them to dial 917-388-4161. And while you're getting your neighbors and your friends, here's a song just for you.
for the Lord. And he's gone into armies. Hallelujah. Seeds in the highways. Hallelujah. Graves in the garden. Showing shame into glory. Hallelujah. You're the only one. God is the only one who can. And he does it, amen, day by day. We thank God for his mercy and his grace. Greeting in the mighty name of Jesus. Grace and peace be unto you, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Turn on the Light broadcast. And we pray today that God has been good to you. Hallelujah, because you are listening to this broadcast. Amen. We thank God for his mercy and his grace, his peace that surpasses all understanding. We give him glory. We give him honor. We give him praise. We bless his name because truly God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. We magnify him tonight and we bless his holy name. Amen. We give him all the praise, all the honor and all the glory because truly it belongs to him and no other. We thank you, you, and you, especially for, for you to turn and tune in tonight. We pray that you hear something that will change your life for the better. Amen. That you would find hope that is in Jesus. Hallelujah. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Hallelujah. We are System Pastors of Light the World Christian Tabernacles, International in Stockford, Georgia, located at 583 Highway 155 North. Amen. Our, our co-founder is Arthur Suzuki Smith. And our senior pastor is Pastor Oshbar Hartman and Lady E. We thank God that we also are co-founders of Butterfield Ministries Worldwide. Hallelujah. And we thank God that we have uh, two functions out of that. We have a mentoring program, amen, called Boys to G-Men and Girls to Ladies. Hallelujah. You can go to our website at boystomen.org, C-O-Y-Z. Hallelujah. Boys to men, the number two, and men, M-E-N, and then dot O-R-G. Amen. Go there, check us out. We also have a counseling program that we do with uh, couples and we do uh, conferences. So you can go to uh, marriageutopia.org, marriageutopia.org, and you'll sign some information there. We have several books that we have written, and we pray, and we know it's a blessing. I mean, we have several videos that we know it's a blessing. So please go to our website, ButterfieldMinistriesWorldwide.com, where you will find uh, a marriage, the journey, how do you handle your baggage. You'll find uh, 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 hope. There is hope beyond the reasons to doubt. Hallelujah. And you'll find uh, many, many more uh, articles there. We have... Um, evangelistic book that's coming out from Pastor Ann uh, uh, pretty soon, and we thank God. Uh, so go to our website, check it out, and we pray that God bless you. Amen. And we love God for you listening tonight. We pray today that you will be blessed. Amen. And so we are getting ready at Live the World for Holy Convocation. Hallelujah. We are from July 9th to the 16th. Amen. The world will be coming to Atlanta. Oh, my God, so many nations from Africa, amen, the Bahamas and different places, uh, 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 London, are coming to Stockbridge to be with Life of the World Christian Tabernacle Com, uh, Covenant Fellowship, and we are looking forward to that day. Hallelujah. We are the, we also uh, directors of the Jimmy Lee Smith Community Center, where we are uh, having summer camp right now basketball camp, and we're having our basketball league. We had our first two games today, and we did pretty decent for the first time. Some of these kids, that's uh, the first time they touched a basketball, to play basketball was 10 weeks ago, and they're doing pretty good. We lost by four points. We lost by one point. So we, we did pretty good today, and I thank God for that. Yeah. So we did, we did pretty good. Uh, thank God for these young people and young men, young women that we're able to uh, foster uh, good uh, discipline in them, even for life, not just basketball, but for life. And we uh, pray with us that as we uh, uh, oversee these uh, these children, teaching them basketball skills, that we also teach them life skills and uh, let them know, amen, that in anything you do, you have to be disciplined, amen. And even in, as a Christian, uh, Jesus called his, what, disciples? Come from the word discipline. <laughs> Strict followers. Yeah, right. Amen. 
So, so, so we thank God for them, and we I, I pray pray for them that they be encouraged. They were crying when they lost it. But at one point, we shouldn't have lost the game. But anyway, um, but they were crying and all that. So I thank God, but I want them to hurt so they would uh, uh, want to do better. And so uh, we we thank God we have been uh, uh, working with them for a while. So we thank God for everything, and we pray tonight that you will hear something tonight from Pastor Ann, Amen, Bishop Elect Ann Butterfield. And again, we are being consecrated as bishops uh, on July 16th at 3 p.m. So we want you to come out to 5883 Highway 155 North in Southbridge. Come out and celebrate with us. Uh, as we're being consecrated as bishops, we are going to be uh, in charge of international uh, ministries, especially in the Bahamas, dealing with international and uh, uh, also uh, dealing some stuff under our archbishop uh, so we can assist her. And so we are getting uh, consecrated to be able to function in that office effectively. And so we thank God for, for uh, elevation, and we know it's not about uh, us wanting, we never, this is not something we wanted to do, but uh-huh. just God has, has blessed us to be able to do it. So we thank God for it, mm-hmm. and we appreciate him uh, for his mercy and his grace. So uh, without further ado, we'll have the word of God tonight from none other than Bishop-elect Ann Butterfield. Thank God. Thank you, um, Bishop-elect. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, we give God the glory and give him the praise and give him the honor. And we thank you, Pastor Butterfield, for being gone all day long, all week long, and being all day long with the kids. Uh, playing ball and uh, still with the prostitutes, even though y'all didn't win, but it sounded like they did good. So we just give God the glory and the praise Mm -hmm. for that. Um, God is truly uh, uh, an amazing God. And like he said, um, uh, being a bishop was nothing that had entered my mind, period. Uh, So it is just, um, God is, God is moving, so we got the task and got to take care it out. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let's carry it out. So uh, last week, uh, welcome uh, each one of you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in tonight. It's um, really uh, an honor to share the word of God with uh, God's people and those that are not born again yet, but they are God's people because they're going to come on in. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so God's creation, um, everybody uh, is born of God. I mean, is God's creation. Um, but everyone would not be able to call him father, um, daddy, uh, because of the fact of not believing that Jesus uh, is his son and that he died on the cross for our sin and they accepted it and confessed it with their mouth. Tonight, um, we are going to talk from the same subject uh, I was speaking to you on from last week um, because I think that as a people, we have to learn uh, concerning love. And I, uh, a lot of times uh, that word gets thrown out there and uh, we began to wonder what do it really mean to some people because uh, saying it, it doesn't doesn't set with well, how you act. So you got to have everything lining up. And so um, tonight, um, uh, last week, we was talking about um, um, positive, positive character traits in stewardship, positive character traits in stewardship. So that's what we was talking about last week. Now, we went to Psalms 56, um, 3 and 4, and I, I, I should have did my scripture first, but I did. Um, but um, Psalms 56, I'm going to turn, turn to Psalms 56, verses 3 and 4, and it says, What time, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we can't get caught up with what flesh 
uh, can do to us, but we can conquer over flesh because we have the power. And if we have the power, then God has given it to us and we are able to do it. So last we were talking about these things, positive character traits uh, in stewardship. And so when we talked about that, we talked about the fact that um, we have to be uh, a character trait is um, uh, courage. You have to have courage, um, meaning that you are strengthened um, in the face of adversity. Uh, you, you have to have courage to do whatever it is. It's taking courage for me to say okay to uh, being a bishop. I mean, someone may think, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is, you know, yeah, this is great. But I, you know, it, it takes courage because I think it is a um, it's a work, and I'm going to say calling. It's a work um, that has to be done that is associated with that, that work. Uh, that title, uh, there's a work. And so, um, but you got to be courageous. You have to have courage. Um, even in the face of adversity, you do need to have courage. Uh, these character traits also you need trustworthiness. We have to be uh, trustworthy. Um, and anyone that is in leadership or not in leadership, but especially those, who are in leadership, and if you are born again, then you are in leadership. Uh, we need to understand if we're born again, we are in leadership. That means that we are born again, and someone is watching, and someone is looking, and someone is taking up um, the character of you. Uh, and we want it to, it to be the character of God that is being manifesting itself. Uh, so we have to be trustworthy, including honesty, reliability, uh, punctuality, and loyalty. All these are kind of grouped in together, but they have, um, in a way, different meanings. Uh, when you talk about punctual, punctuality, um, that is the on time. I mean, be on time with the word, be on time to get to the church, be on time when you go to work, be on time when someone asks you to do something, be on time when someone asks you not to do something, be on time, do it, whatever it is that you need to do. And then we have to be reliable, reliability, we have to be reliable. And a lot of times when uh, someone will nominate you uh, for something, they believe that you are reliable. They are believing in God that you are allowing God to do through you what needs to be done. And I believe that that is what um, God is saying uh, to us, that that is what we need to be, that's what we need to be doing. Um, and we have to have loyalty. We have to have loyalty first to ourselves, but also um, to others as well. And integrity. Um, this is dealing with the fact that um, uh, even when there is no human being watching, we all understand that God is watching and God do know. And so with this integrity, um, no matter where you are or what's going on with you, uh, that you will do it God's way every time. And so I know sometimes we may fall short of something, but overall having integrity, not just something that we uh, keep standing on, keep standing. Uh, also, we talked about respect, and we have to have respect one for another. And this morning, uh, someone mentioned the fact, um, I think it was Bishop-elect Melville, um, someone mentioned about respecting and forming good relationships and this whole conversation that we are getting ready to have uh, people coming in from all over. And so we need to respect one another, respect yourself first, and then respect one another, folks that's in your household with you, your spouses, 
uh, your children, uh, the pastor, the bishop, and then respect those that are coming in. But we have to have it together for those that are right in our midst. And then that way we can have it right for those that are coming in to our midst. Amen. And so we have to be courteous uh, to uh, people as well. And responsibility. Um, all of us have a responsibility to do the right thing. All of us have a responsibility towards some type of work, even, even if you don't work on a particular job. You have responsibility to do the right thing. You have a responsibility to read your word. You have a responsibility to pray. You have a responsibility to uh, raise your children, uh, help out with your grandchildren, all these things. Uh, we are responsible for it. Another thing is being on time at church, amen, being on time and on your job. We need to be responsible. And this includes being accountable, accountability, uh, diligence. Um, uh, when we just do something every once in a while, but it's something that we should be doing all the time, it is not, you're not diligent. You're not diligent if you just do this every once in a while. Let's just use, for an example, we pay our tithes. But this week, a person paid their tithes. But next week, they're not going to pay their tithes. Then the following week, they may pay their tithes. But the next week, they may not pay their tithes. So this is not being diligent, and this is not being honest. Um, this means that we are not persevering. Um, you have to have perseverance that even in the midst of um, a dilemma, things that are going on and adversity and, and look like you can't make it or whatever, we still have to persevere. Uh, Self-management skills. We have to be able to self-manage uh, ourselves, no matter what may be going on in our lives and no matter who may be around us or who comes or who don't come. Uh, let's just say, for instance, we go to church one Sunday morning and nobody is there but us. Well, when 10 o'clock comes, somebody needs to be doing something. So that means that we start praying or um, 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 Minister Lewis, he will start blowing his, uh, what is the council? Shofar. He'll start blowing his shofar. But not only that, when he start blowing the shofar, but he'll don't give a word. He'll give a word and he'll blow the shofar. By that time, me and Pastor Butterfield, Pastor Butterfield come up with a, with a song, and I can come up with a word. Amen. So we would keep it moving. Amen. It is, it, we have to keep moving regardless of who is showing up. Amen. We can't say, oh, the preacher didn't come today. So. We're not going to have church. No, we're going to have church because folks are here because somebody is here to do it. Amen. So um, that's what we have to do. And, and also we that self-management skills, self-management skills. That means you've got to manage the situation, and you know how to manage yourself, and you know how to manage the situation that uh, uh, maybe the person that should be managing it is not in place. All right? And so... Um, not complaining about it, not even talking about it, but doing what you need to do in the midst of adversity. Amen? Mm -hmm. And self-control. Self-control. God is looking for us to have uh, self-control. And our subject matter was uh, positive character traits, positive character traits in stewardship uh, in order to be a good steward. You need these particular character traits. One is being courageous. The other one is trustworthiness and honesty, re reliability, or reliable, uh, punctual, uh, loyal, have integrity, respect, courtesy, um, responsibility, accountability, diligence perseverance, self-management skills, and self-control. These are some of the things that is, there are more. 
But these are just a few of the things that God showed me um, that in, in order to have a positive character, have positive character traits and stewardship, we got to possess these things. It's very important that we know that we must possess these things. Other than that, um, you know the scripture that talks about um, the things that we do. We will reap what we what we sow. Whatever we sow, we are going to reap. So if I got a bad attitude and uh, I'm 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 not diligent at what I do, I'm not being accountable, and all these different things. Uh, let me tell you, uh, even having self control because having self control is when a person, um, someone is talking, they get all worked up. You know, you got all mad and upset and out of character. Um, um, and out of character, you, we need to be able to um, uh, uh, let the Lord use us and persevere in whatever it is that, that we are doing. Um we also um, uh, talked about the fact that we must understand love and and the types of love. We must understand love. And I really um, believe that it would be really good for us to really know and really understand uh, what love is and what love is all about. It is very important for us to understand this love is kind of tricky. Things are kind of tricky, even when you're talking about love, because we talk about agape love, and we just talk about it like, okay, is God kind of love? And when you have God kind of love, then, you you know, you've got everything um, that you need. So I want us to understand that. So last week we did uh, read the, the scripture from, um, I believe, the first Corinthians. Um, 13th chapter, you got it. First uh, Corinthians 13th chapter in verse 4 and 8. It may be more than that that we read, but let's read, if you'll read that for me. But we must understand love, and we are going to understand love tonight, and also we're going to talk about the different types of love, and these different types of love, we're going to get a good understanding of what each one of them means. Now, there are more, but I'm just going to talk about four. Um but Pastor Butterfield is going to uh, read First uh, Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. 4 and 8 or 4 to 8. 4 to 8, yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Mm-hmm. Is not puffed up. Mm-hmm. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Mm-hmm. Is not provoked. Think no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, mm-hmm. but rejoice in the truth. Mm-hmm. Bears all things, mm-hmm. believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, mm-hmm. but whether there is prophecy, they shall fail. Mm-hmm. Whether there is tongue, they shall cease. Mm-hmm. Whether there is knowledge, they shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But then which that which is then which is done in part will be done away. All right. Thank you so much. Um, and that type of love, that, that type of love is really dealing with the agape uh, love um, because the only way that you're going to be able to, 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 to love in that manner is that you will be born again following in the direction that God has um, set before us. So that is the only way to love in that manner. So we're going to talk about the agape, but we're going to start out with um, the different types of love, and one is called philia. And um, it is spelled P-H-I-L-I-A, philia, uh, love. And this particular love is a friendship love, Um, love and affection. It is a um, philia. It's a friendship of love. You have friends, and you love them, and affectionately you love them. Um, you love them like, um, uh, like a sister or brother, uh, maybe a sister or brother, 
Um, but um, even if they're not a sister or a brother, you have a friendship love toward them. And this is the filia uh, love. Um, the second one is um, eros, eros love, and this one is spelled E-R-O-S, but I think it's pronounced like eros. Um, it's an erotic, it's an erotic or sexual type of love, and this love is a love that um, is, it is explained that is more dealing with uh, husband and wife uh, type of love, which, which would um, be more suitable for the husband and wife type of love with the arrows um, uh, type of love. Um, this love is, is uh, passionate, is more about the person, the one that is have the arrows going on. Um, because, and, and the reason why I'm talking about these love, because uh, we need to understand the love and what the loves really mean. And uh, Pastor Butterfield have a book, um, Marriage to Journey. Um, this, these types of loves are in that book uh, that he wrote. Um, the Eros is an erotic, um, like I said, erotic or sexual uh, love. And it is more uh, about the person in a way. In, in other words, it's about a need. So a person have the arrows of love. They may be like uh, attracted uh, to. Uh, they're attracted to their spouse. They attract their, their spouse attracted to them uh, in a sexual way, and that's that's good. That's fine. That's really, really where way it needs to be. A handle. It may be that a person is attracted to, is married, but attracted to someone else. They have an eros love and attraction, erotic love for uh, another man or uh, a man for another woman, uh, which is out of order uh, in God's eyesight. And it's also, uh, it's a sin. And uh, we have to. Um, Think about these things and find out because a lot of times if if you don't um, if you don't uh, work on it or you think that it's okay to do, you may want to check your salvation because that is not something that you just just do. It is not right, and we have to understand that it's not right. And this is called the arrows of love. But that is, I believe, where a lot of people get really caught up is in this particular love. It's about a need. And uh, there's one person that may have an arrow's love for another person, but that person don't have no arrow's love for them. So it's about a need. So we have to learn now that in the arrow's love, it is about a need, and a person want to fulfill that need. So it is about a need. Uh, it is addicting. This particular love, it is addicting. Uh, it can cause great joy, and it can cause great sorrow. Uh, I, because a lot of times when um, people are dealing with uh, this type of love, and when it's not a, a husband and wife relationship, then they may be uh, lusting after something that. Um, is not theirs, uh, and they don't have the right to be lusting after it. Um, so these are the types of things that as men and women of God and men and women of God of integrity, we have to make sure if we are going to be a good steward and we have to be a good steward over whatever God has given unto us. Uh, in this particular love, this arrow's love, um, it isn't always good for you. It is not always good for you. So, therefore, a lot of times um, we want what we can't have. We <laughs> want the things that yeah. it looks like, uh, uh, I want that, but I can't get that. That You know, it's like um, the doctor tell you um, don't eat sweets. And as soon as you see a piece of cake, 
Mm-hmm. You just got to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's all types of things. It's not just a male and a female. It's all types of things that you can um, be loving on. But this is dealing with uh, people right here. This is dealing with in uh, relationship with an individual. Um, but I do I do want us to understand that part, and we did talk about it pretty good on last week as well. Uh, this type of love, this arrows love, it is a very physical form of love, and it might just last between six months to two years, depending on the relationship and how the person uh, or the two people work the relationship. Um, it will all depends on that. And a lot of times uh, people come together um, and we're not realizing now what we're dealing with. Just met someone and, oh, you're just so in love and everything and can't even eat, can't sleep and all of that. But you, we need to understand that this particular love, this Eros love, is a, it's a lust. It's a lust thing. And so... Um, when um, two people in our society, you get engaged or you get married and you're dealing with saying lust, you ain't even calling that lust no more. And if you are married, then you're really not calling it lust. Um, but it can be that, and but it's not a sin for you because you are married. It's a good thing if both people have that arrows for each other, and that would be really good. But um, when the uh, arrows began to wear off, then now a person began to feel like, I'm not in love anymore. Not the love and wore off. It's the, it's the lust thing that was with you, the wore off. It's not going to, majority of the time, it's not going to stay. I'm not going to say it won't stay because of the fact that depending on how the two people work their their thing. Uh, it would depend on the husband and wife work it. Um, uh, then it would depend on that, how long um, this love, Eros love, would last. Um, yes. um, you know, there is a, a point of love mm-hmm. with a, a, a spouse where, <clears throat> and anybody, not even a spouse, but of all the other loves, too, is uh, Gary Chapman came out with the five love letters. Love right. language. language. Okay. And so, I'm, I'm going to get to that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to that. Okay. Um, uh, so um, this this here um, is uh, Arrows, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing, I'm saying this because, I need uh, we as a people, whether you guys listen to this at a later date or you listening to it tonight, um, it is very important for us to learn these these loves. Um, the other one, the, the third one is storage. And um, parents, uh, uh, this is a parent type of love. I like this particular love. It's a parent type of love. Um, sometimes it can make you upset because of how parents may handle their situations with their children or whatever. But it is a, an unconditional type love, a love like uh, the agape. Um, no matter how bad that kid is, no matter what they did, no matter how the friend has told them, don't go out and do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. But as soon as that kid gets in trouble and get locked up, they'll go down there and put their house up and everything else, knowing that they could lose their house if, if in fact, that person don't go to the court, if something could go down with your house, that means that you could be homeless. But yet and still, they're going to put their name on that thing, try to get their kid. Even if they know their kid going to go to jail, they just want to get them out, get them home. And so that's a parent, though. That's a parent, and it is a real love. And uh, we need that love. Um, and so it's called storage. And the last love is agape. Uh, it's a brotherly, uh, uh, father, brotherly. It's a fatherly uh, kind of love. It's a fatherly kind of love. Um, so um, and, and that brotherly love is that um, filia, 
pedophilia. That's what that's a that friendship. That's that brotherly kind of love. But the agape is the fatherly uh, kind of love, and I I I I really really uh, want us to understand that we should uh, try to uh, pray to God that we have these loves, and that these loves are in the right proportion as to what we uh, need to be done. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so tonight we're going on with Pastor Butterfield trying to teach my lesson here tonight. <laughs> I'm trying to take over. Oh, uh, uh, form a lasting love. Mm-hmm. It takes more than uh, an occasion. Mm-hmm. To form a lasting love, you got to, it, it takes more than just an occasion. Oh, I met this, this chick, I met this guy, you know, coming together and everything, or we have this big fine wedding and all of that, but it takes work. It takes work. So the key to a lasting love relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a husband and wife love, whether it's child-related love, or the God kind of love, it all needs work. It all requires us to work. And I want us to understand that when it seems like the fire is going down, going out, or whatever, all you got to do is bring it back up. up. What is it? Yeah, got to do it, got to do it. Got to do it. Why? Because you have love in you, because you have the agape love. And so we want to make sure we got the agape. Uh, And so here brings to where Pastor Butterfield is probably going to take over my lesson right here, brings us to the uh, five love languages, which uh, he has in his book. Did I tell the wrong thing about what's in your book? I did, didn't I? Your 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 book had five love names. I said it had these loves. You got that in that too. Okay then. Okay, I thought so. Okay, so uh, Pastor Butterfield book has this these five love languages uh, in his book. That's that's it's kind of key uh, to our teaching when we are teaching uh, couples and even single people um, trying to help them before they even get married. And he got a single book out as well. Um, uh, Satisfied, single, sanctified, satisfied, living a fulfilled life as a single Christian. There you go. And so we got that book out as well. Um, so now when uh, when you are married, and even if you haven't gotten married yet, um, these are some of the things that you should be uh, thinking about. You know, when you're talking to people, you start dating someone, you can see what what. What, you know what they like. So, um, first of all, it is um, quality time. Quality time is one. Uh, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. These are the five love languages, which there are more. Now, me and Buzzfield. I fit in all the categories. I like them all. I like them all. I want us to understand, um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. I want us to understand that there's nothing wrong with that. You can like more than one of these uh, love languages. But in it, there may be one or two that's really going to stick out for you. It's going to really stick out. It's very, 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 very important. Uh, to you. Other than that, you may be an unhappy camper. All right? And so we are going to um, um, uh, talk about these love languages. Uh, and as husband and wife, you have to practice doing the love languages your spouse likes. But first of all, you need to know what your own love language is. You need to know. So how are you going to be trying to tell somebody else what your love language is if you don't know it? And so you got to know what your love language is, and you got to be able to talk to your spouse so you can find out. And also you can, um, if you know what your love, uh, love language is, then you pretty much can grasp what is going on with your spouse. So sometimes... Men and women just don't know what's going on with their spouse because of the way they act concerning certain things. They don't know, but it is good to know. And so we're going to talk 
first of all, about, okay, let me, let me see this. Keep in mind, you may um, um, have more, and I said this before, you may have more than one of these uh, love languages, and there's nothing wrong with that. First of all, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Say words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. All right. All right. Now, words of affirmation um, um, less generic and more specific words, the more meaningful they feel to the recipient. In other words, this may become a problem to a person that is like words of affirmation for you to be dealing with generic stuff. Like, okay, let me see if I can think of a good example. A good example would be, and then touch book, can you be thinking of one? A good example would be, uh, it says less generic and more specific words. You got to be talking more specific. When you're talking about a generic, you ain't really talking about the, you, you're kind of skipping around. You, you're talking about different different things. So I'll say um, maybe um, Pastor Butterfield say to me, um, uh, let me see, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, you girls look nice uh, when y'all wear those types of styles. Okay. Um, something that is not really directed to me, but it could be uh, somebody else getting the glory of it. So it it has to be specifically to me. In other words, I love that dress you have on. Um, that type of thing. It has to be specific um, to that person. Can you hear me out? Yeah. Um, I love the way you handle that situation. That's a good one. It's more meaningful, and they feel they feel what the person is saying because now what they are saying is they are saying it to you. They are saying it to you. You look very nice today. Um, 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 that was a great, fantastic dinner or something. It is directed straight to, to, to you. Uh, thanks for putting the kids to bed. You know, maybe as a spouse, um, she um, always took the kids in, put the kids, get their bath and all of that. But the the father seeing that um, the mother's tired, so he decides that he's going to do it. And then she says to him, thanks for putting the kids to bed. That is very, very um, 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 specific. Or you look really nice today. Those things are very um, specific. So that is very, very, it's very good. If you find out your spouse uh, like words of affirmation, you got to know that she loves or he loves words of affirmation. So therefore, you're going to have to be feeding uh, she or him uh, words of affirmation. You're going to have to know that they, they need this. Mm-hmm. And you want to kick in on that before I go to the next one? Mm-hmm. Words of affirmation. Okay. I hope everybody understands what I'm saying. Okay. And the next one is um, is gifts. Now, you go out of town or you just go up the street to the store and you come back and that spouse will wonder why you didn't bring some flowers. Why didn't you bring them a piece of candy? Why didn't you bring them a popsicle? Why didn't you bring them something? Stop at the store and get me something. Why you didn't get me something? Um, and this is more than a gift. This 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 um this uh, love language is more than a gift. It's more than a gift. 
Um, it's it's like um, maybe your spouse had to perform somewhere, I had to preach somewhere, I had to do something, and you showed up. You showed up. That's like getting flowers because the spouse showed up. So it's more than getting a gift. It's more than that. So we have to make sure that we know we can get a gift. They like gifts. They do like gifts. And they like when you show up because that's like a gift to them. So this thing is really, these love languages really go deep. And so if you have a person that is always so happy that you've given them something, more than likely um, they that's one of their love language is gifts. Uh, if, um, if they looking for something or if they uh, get upset because you ain't show up for something that they was doing, uh, it is very important that you try to find out is is their love language uh, gifts. Um, and then the next one is um, acts of service. Uh, you want to explain that one? Yeah, um, acts of service. Uh, on, on the love language, the, the basis of it is that family teaches what love looks like. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, you have some homes that they hug they or they buy gifts or they uh, – uh, give word of affirmation, or they they touch all the time, and uh, or they spend quality time. So it's it's a matter of the way your family teaches you to express love, and so it's not something that you just uh, say I'm going to decide to love, uh, take that love language and that's mine. It's when you've been groomed growing up in your family that you identify what love looks like because that's what you've seen over the years. And so uh, acts of service is somebody who uh, your parents have always provided everything you need. They wash your clothes. They take care of you. They feed you. Um, if you want something, they'll do it for you. They'll clean your room for you when they know you can clean your own room. They'll do uh, different things for you. And so as a spouse, uh, your wife, you'll make sure you got the car wash. You, you'll vacuum the, the floor for her. You, you'll mop the floor for her. you clean the house for her because it's an act of service. You will uh, make sure she don't have to go pump no gas. You go pump the gas for her. And so all these things are acts of service that you're going to make sure you uh, meet all the needs of your spouse through service. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank you so much for uh, explaining that. And so when we are talking about these love languages uh, and your spouse, uh, their love language is not acts of service, and you trying to do all those things, it's not going to put a smile on her face. <laughs> it's not going to make her happy yeah, uh, because she wants some gifts. So that's the part that uh, Pastor Butterfield trying to explain in his book, too, I believe, is you got to deal with what the what the spouse love language is. And so you may um, be trying to, uh, he just touched on a lot of things, and those all those things I want him to do, uh, my husband to do. Um and he uh, he 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 has acts of service as well. Um, so this acts of service do something helpful, a kind for your partner, and let them relax and let them uh, be uh, okay doing nothing or whatever. Or if you don't the service, if you don't, then. Is like uh, lack of support and hurt. Yeah. Oh, that's the other time. Quality time. Part of every relationship. Quality time is part of every relationship. So we have to make sure that we are spending quality time. Quality time is when a person, a love language is quality time. They want to make sure spending that time with them. It's not like, okay, here's this uh, couple, 
another couple going out with us on on the date. That is not that's not quality time to a person that likes to spend quality time going to the park, uh, walking, holding hands, and not conversating with other people in the park. Quality time is that person not getting distracted by something someone else is not getting distracted by something else. Uh, why are you in the park? No, this is part of the time that is near you. And that's what the person would be looking for. Other than that, they will feel like um, this is a pitfall uh, called, uh, in the relationship. So it's very important that we understand that part. And the last one is physical touch. And this includes a person likes you to hold a hand uh they may like for you to rub their back, scratch their back, or whatever. They want hugs. They want kisses. And at some point, they want to have intercourse. So these are some of the things that uh, we as people uh, need to understand about these love. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really have to understand uh, love because God is love. Love. Uh, uh, because the Bible says those who love not know it not God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Jesus told his, uh, told his disciples, the world would know you're my disciple because sure. of your love. It's got to be love. Yeah. So love is foundation. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, mm-hmm. love is your foundation. So we thank God for this word tonight. Mm-hmm. And we see we got uh, you, out, you guys out there. If you want to comment on this word tonight, just press 1, and we'll bring you live to hear from you. Press one on your phone, and we'll bring you live. We thank God for you tuning in. We pray that God will bless you and you understand better about love, mm-hmm. and you can exercise that love, and hopefully you will receive that love from uh, the designated people that's in your life. So we thank and praise God. We love you, amen, for tuning in, and we pray God blessing upon you tonight. So we give God praise, honor, mm-hmm. and glory in the name of Jesus again. Uh, uh, every Saturday night at 8 p.m., we want you to dial 917-388-4161 to the Turn on the Light broadcast with Pastor Stephen and Brother Phil.